0: Welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility create organic content and roll clients into an offer and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million dollar businesses and beyond.
1: Hello, Dietitian Bosses. Thanks for joining us here on the Dietitian Boss podcast. Today, I am joined by Ashlyn Taylor, who is going to share with you some recent successes and wins since joining our Rebellion program. And I just want to say that this is Coach Heather, sorry to introduce myself, and I am so excited to be seeing these wins come through in the Rebellion program and see our Dietitian Bosses create programs and offer them to the public. And it's been really exciting, Ashlyn, to watch your progress and celebrate with you in the Facebook group and on the calls. So welcome, Ashlyn. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And hopefully, my story will inspire someone who's thinking about wanting to do the same thing.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about your background as a dietitian and what you've been doing before joining Rebellion. So I am
2: actually right now I'm a dietetic intern. I have probably about six or seven months until I'll be taking the RD exam. And I think that was my biggest mind block with not being a dietitian yet is that I didn't know if I had anything to offer and just with over the last, with my own struggles around food and finding help from other dietitians with all of that, I knew that I immediately didn't want to go into clinical or any other kind of setting and throughout school a lot of my professors did say you have to get that clinical experience before even thinking about getting into private practice or any other sort of jobs and so I started listening to Libby's podcast and started hearing that that's definitely not true you don't have to wait 4 years or however many years to start your own thing and so I would say probably A year and a half ago, I was going to school for dietetics and I was a senior and I just started posting little information, things on my story, not a ton, not consistently at all. Just a lot of like my own personal struggles around food, getting my period back, all of my own many vulnerable pieces to my story. And then I heard more and more about Libby's program, the rebellion program and was reading her sales page and saw that you can start as a dietetic student. And I actually started right after I graduated. So I was like, I definitely have something to bring to the table and work with. So I would say probably in May, I started working towards this. And now I'm still here trying to be more consistent on Instagram as I go through my dietetic internship. And I'm super excited. I've had one sale so far, which is huge because you start launching it and advertising it and you're just sure that no one's even looking or noticing you. So that's definitely a huge, confidence booster for sure.
1: We're so excited for you. We definitely did some happy dancing behind the scenes when you (laughs) posted in the Facebook group that you got your first sale. And at Team Dietitian Boss, we stay in contact always about our clients. And so the whole team, even people that you might not have met in person or over video chat, we're celebrating your win. So where can people follow you? Where can they find you? So
2: I'm mainly on Instagram and it's at at Ashlands, A-S-H-L-Y-N-S, dot food freedom. And that's where I pretty much every day I'll post on there. You can contact me through DMS or comments or anything like that. Awesome.
1: So I just want to rewind a little bit and would love to hear a little bit more about how you made that decision. Well, you shared that as a dietitian student, that you already had some personal struggles that you had worked through using your knowledge of nutrition and how that empowered you to start sharing on Instagram Instagram and maybe think, well, maybe I do have something to say to your dietitian colleagues who are maybe still students or are in their internship right now. Is there any advice you would give them? Or was there a moment where a story where you're like, oh, I actually do have something to say here?
2: Yeah, I think just talking with people. And I would catch myself even simply just like talking to my mom about nutrition or diet culture, all those things. And she would just confirm with me, she's like, you know, way more than the general person or the general population. And you have a story to share. And I think that's that imposter syndrome that kicks in. And you truly think like, I don't know anything. I think I was even DMing Libby one day. I was like, I'm a student. I don't know anything. I don't know what I would even do, how to even do any of this. And she's like, you've been going to school for five years. You're going to go through a supervised internship. Like that's something that's more than the general population has. And I also just reminded myself that I have a personal story that I feel like, I've overcome with my knowledge. And so to not share what I know about finding food freedom, getting rid of counting calories, feeling like you have to diet your whole life, I feel like I was doing the general population a disservice by not sharing my story and how to get away from that diet lifestyle.
1: Absolutely. And thank you to all the moms across the world (laughs) who encourage us when we feel a little unsure about our own level of expertise or our own ability to share our story. And not just moms, but we all have friends and other family members that encourage us when we get into that space of doubt. But that's so great that you had your mom there to help you get through imposter syndrome. And then you were DMing Libby as well to help get through some of the imposter syndrome too. Do you have other tips for someone who's struggling with that imposter syndrome? Is there any affirmations that you use for yourself or books that you read that helped you move through that or podcasts that you listened to that helped you?
2: Yes, definitely. I catch myself still probably every single day thinking like, I just need to quit posting. I need to not do this anymore. And then I quickly catch myself and I'm like, No, you're allowed to make a big deal. That's my favorite affirmation is you're allowed to make a big deal out of what's important to you. And just because you think you're the only one going through something, there's probably a million other people who are going through it as well. So by you being vulnerable and sharing your story or sharing what you care about, you really will attract those kinds of people to you and create a community that is supportive of whatever you are wanting to share.
1: That is so helpful. I'm sure a lot of listeners are going to apply that to themselves that they're allowed to make a big deal about what's important to them. So share a little bit about what is important to you. You mentioned food freedom, but that can mean so many different things. Like Every dietitian boss that approaches food freedom has their own angle to it or their own story that's related to it. What does food freedom mean to you? So a little bit about what I
2: struggled with is just being obsessed with every new diet, every new fad, every constantly thinking that I had to be in like this caloric deficit or the 1200 calorie plan. And I completely isolated myself in college and didn't enjoy life the way that you should as 18, 19, all the way through your twenties and thirties. And so I think that Food freedom to me is really finding not completely rebelling against diet culture and saying, oh, I'm going to eat all the donuts, eat all the cookies and do all the things that diet culture tells you to do, but to find a balance. And so what I really try to help people do is find what works for them and what is your own routine to find that feels good to you, not because you're rebelling against diet culture. I think it's super hard to do in our society because our society is so ingrained into diet culture, but with practice, and that's what I teach inside of my online course, is that you can get to a place where you're not constantly feeling the need to diet.
1: It's so important. I think that there is an increase in consciousness around this and just general lay people and people figuring out diet culture really isn't working long-term for their weight loss goals or just their health in general, not just their physical health, but their mental and emotional health too. So I love the food freedom movement personally. And so grateful that you're sharing more about food freedom in this course model.
2: Yes, I definitely think it is getting very more popular, which is exciting because diet culture is huge. And so the more we can get away from it, the better.
1: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how you created your course or how Rebellion helped walk you through that process and what you learned along the way.
2: Yeah. So I was hesitant at first to even purchase Rebellion. And then finally I was like, I cannot do this on myself, by myself. I don't even know where to start. Is there, do I have to create a whole website? Do I have to have blog posts? I thought I would have to do all this upfront work. But once I was in Rebellion, I was relieved because I think like the first chunk of rebellion was all about just building up your mindset, which is, has been huge in me creating a course because I had these mindset blocks that I was able to get through with the information in the first module. And so really the biggest thing for me was just One, having step by step what to do exactly and how to create a course. And then also, my favorite part, I think, and it's worth every penny, is to have that Facebook community because I feel such a sense of relief that I can get on at any moment of the day and ask a question and then have 10 different people reply and say, I'm struggling with the same thing. Here's what I did. Here's what my clients are saying. And so, Really just having that support because there's going to be so many questions that come up when you're creating a course is just a game changer and has been a game changer for me and pushed me to actually
1: do this. Amazing. Yeah, we love our Facebook communities and Rebellion and in our other programs as well. You guys are such a wealth of information for each other, right? And then as Team Dietitian Boss, we get to chime in and take a look at what the common questions are and answer them as well. And then also, it's a source of new content. So we're always paying attention to what questions you're asking and making sure that we can provide some additional bonus content or live trainings for you guys. So thank you so much for being active in that community. And it is an invaluable piece, right? That connection, especially when you're starting out, because you guys are the rare dietitian that is... Going into private practice or offering courses or doing anything digitally as Libby likes to always remind us that 8% of dietitians have their own business. So we know that you guys are the unicorns in the dietitian world, but you have so much to offer and so much to say with your course. What helped you the most in terms of making that leap to record your content or get through some of the tech? If you had any tech challenges using a course platform and, you know, those kind of day to day little things that pop up when we're creating something new.
2: Oh yeah. They definitely pop up. And I don't know how many times I've spent like too much time on just Googling, trying to figure something out. But the more that you play on, like my course is on teachable. And so I just dedicated like two hours, one weekend to just literally not try and get anything done, but just play around with it so that when I did record and upload my course, it was pretty smooth sailing. I had been able to play around in there. You guys also provided literally videos of how to navigate teachable which was extremely helpful. I had that guide before I even typed teachable into Google. So that was extremely helpful. And then I think literally Google has been my best friend too. I literally, if something comes up, I'm like, Google always has me, has 10 different sources. One thing I've learned is that everything is you're able to figure it out. You're going to find a solution to it. There's so many different little things that come up and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do it now. I can't find this one button, but you do find it. You might just need to walk away for 20 minutes, come back and it was right in front of your face. I don't love technology at all. I think it's hard and it's confusing, but when you really just be patient with it, everything that you need is on there and you will figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's so encouraging because so many of us are not tech savvy, right? That's not what you went to school for. You didn't go to school to manage an online learning platform, right? (laughs) You went to school to learn nutrition. It's so great to hear you say that everything was figure outable, like that you were able to Google or ask a question on Facebook or watch a video that was already part of Rebellion and figure it out. So that's awesome. One thing that I think you mentioned that's super important is that... That you were able to take two hours on a Saturday and kind of work through something. And you're doing all this, you're juggling, creating this course, creating this business on the side while you are doing your internship. So how have you been able to juggle both of those things?
2: Yeah, it's a lot. I'm lucky to have time on the weekends because I know some are interns, they work on the outside of their internship to make it work. But for me, the biggest thing has been time management and time blocking. And I really do try to stay true to that. Like if I dedicate an hour to something, I really try to only do it for an hour and not get burnt out from it. And then the other thing I would say is just, prioritizing other things like i make sure i go on walks or i make sure i get outside or otherwise it's just i sit at my computer and everything's stagnant and i'm not productive anyways so i think really just figuring out how much time you have and what you can do with it another very helpful thing that made me even purchase rebellion is the videos inside and the how libby teaches is in like 10 minute to maybe 15 minute increments. Most of them are even shorter than that. And so a lot of times as I'm driving to my internship or the grocery store, when I'm alone, I can just play those in my car out loud. And so absorb the information that way. And then when I get home and have time to actually work on it, I've already listened to the videos.
1: Oh, that's such a great strategy to listen to it once kind of in the background or while you're doing other things and then really sit down and concentrate on the information because subconsciously your brain is still working on that information, even if you just listened to it and you didn't sit down and do exercise or the project yet. So that's such a great tip there. With your time blocking do you have a process around that? Do you look at your weekly schedule and do some time blocking every Sunday or do you have some type of routine or ritual around scheduling time for yourself and for your business?
2: Yeah. So Sundays are really like my get ready for the weekday and it doesn't take long, but I really do just, if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, whatever I'm doing on a Sunday night, I do try to just have a journal and like brain dump everything I want to get done in this week or that upcoming week. And then it doesn't matter the order. I just brain dump it. And then, Take it onto my calendar and try to block it into days, and then go into timing it, time blocks with that. And then as I go through that, I cross out each task like, okay, this has a day and time that I'm going to get it done. And it doesn't always happen, it definitely things come up, but I feel like that's with anything and everything in life things come up. You can always push things to the side and then put it on next week's to do list, and then just go through that same process of time blocking.
1: For sure. And that is really great tips and a way to use that TV time where you're a little tuned out or relaxing, but also can get some other things accomplished during that same time. With selling your first course, yay! <laughs> what were some breakthroughs around that helped you sell that course or helped you connect with that person in your audience that was ready for your course?
2: Yeah. So I think What I've noticed is certain things that I share on social media, certain phrases connect with people. So I might post five different posts and it's not connecting with anyone. But then that one post that says one phrase like delete my fitness pal that can connect to someone and they're going to message you about it and to have an engaging conversation with them and hear what they're struggling with and then say exactly how your course can help them with that struggle they're having. I think that was the biggest thing I learned that people are going to ask how your course can help them. And so when I was able to relate it to that individual, I think that was a big breakthrough and what made it actually sell. So I would say just me being able to explain that the course can be very individualized and meet your individual needs was a big selling point for that person.
1: Absolutely. There's so much about sales and Instagram or social media marketing that is about relationship, right? It's just, I always encourage our dietitian bosses to think of every interaction as like, what would you say to a friend at a dinner party or a stranger sitting next to you? That's a friend of a friend, a dinner party. How would you reply to them if they asked you this question? So it yeah. doesn't have to be so scary, right? It's just starting. A conversation with somebody.
2: Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that's why I even wanted to take this route of trying to do my own business because I love that relation and talking with people and feeling like understanding each other's struggles. And I feel like I wouldn't have got that fulfilling feeling in another job setting.
1: Absolutely. So was there a project or a part of Rebellion that helped you get to that place where you could have that conversation in the DMs and highlight how your course helps this particular individual? I think probably,
2: I'll be completely honest, I thought when I first opened module one, I was like, oh, there's nothing I really need to do in this module, like setting up my mindset, I kind of just need to skip through this stuff. But I ended up going back and rewatching it because it really... Made me feel more confident in myself and what I had to share with other people. And so I would say definitely that module one, a serious foundation that you have to go through before even working on your course, because it's going to set you up for further obstacles that are going to come up.
1: Absolutely. There is a logic to the way that our courses and dietitian boss are laid out. And sometimes when you're going through it, it's like this, but I just want to learn how to post content and connect with my ideal client. When are we getting to that part? Right? So thank you for highlighting that. With the posting of content, you mentioned you've noticed like key phrases are resonating with your ideal client and your ideal audience more than some other things. How did you narrow that down? How did you learn to pick that out? I kept a
2: journal in college and wrote down like basically a diary of all the things I was personally struggling with, with food and exercise and dieting. And so Obviously, I got vulnerable in my own journal. And so I took that journal, and I know that I'm not the only one who struggled in those ways. So I literally take phrases out of my own personal diary from when I was having a bad relationship with food and post about them, post those phrases. And that's usually when I get interaction, is when I get very vulnerable and share that these were my exact struggles. And these are the steps I took to overcome that bad relationship with food.
1: Mm -hmm. So important. So in your ideal client's head, because it's your head. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I can literally be in their shoes because I Mm -hmm. remember that, Horrible feeling that they're feeling.
1: Yeah, that's so important to bring your story forward and to connect with people in that way. Well, we are getting ready to close out this Dietitian Boss episode, but I wanted to ask you, Ashlyn, is there anything else that you would want to share with our listeners to encourage them or to if they're having doubts about rebellion or their abilities to share their message?
2: yeah i think that if you have and everyone has a story and that story someone else needs to hear for you to encourage them to go in the right direction and in order to do that i think the same thing i tell people i talk about with my course don't try to do it alone so same thing with creating a course becoming your own business don't try to do it alone have that step-by-step process to save yourself so much wasted time and headaches. And yeah, you have a story to share and that people want to hear. So I think,
1: again, just making a big deal out of what's important to you. Love that. Thank you, Ashlyn, so much for sharing your story with us and all of our listeners. And we're so excited for you making your first sale. And we know many sales are to come in the future. And we are just so grateful to have you as somebody working within the dietitian boss method and within rebellion. And I always see you encouraging your other dietitian bosses in the Facebook group too. So thank you so much for bringing your energy, your heart, and your being to our Facebook group and to our community. So grateful for you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And one more time, if someone didn't hear in the beginning, how to follow you.
2: Yeah. I'm on Instagram at Ashlands, A-S-H-L-Y-N-S dot food freedom. And that dot is as in a period.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, we are so grateful for you and to everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the dietitian boss podcast. We are also grateful for you and we're ready to celebrate your first sale and help you get there through creating a course with rebellion. And we are just waiting for you to join. This could be your similar story of sharing your message with the world. Just like Ashlyn said, you have a story to share and people need to hear it to help heal their own lives. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. We are
0: so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the dietitian boss method.